Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the AC Podcast, a ministry of Apologetics Canada. My name is Troy, your host, and today is our 400th episode. And so to celebrate, we're going to pull the cover a little bit and give you some background as to how the AC Podcast came about. We're also going to talk about what it takes to do the podcast. Where do we get the ideas from? We might even take a little avenue where we share some of the more challenging episodes and the ones that were outright fun to do. So tune in, enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Ministry of Apologetics Canada through the AC Podcast. Hello and welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy. I'm here with Steve and phoning in from the wild spaces of somewhere in the interior of BC. We won't disclose his location in case he is in witness protection or something. Andy Steiger. <laughs> witness protection. All right. the way from Astoyas. Good to good to be with you. AKA the, the hot box of BC. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. the cherry capital of Canada. Oh, didn't yeah. know that. Uh, yeah, I just made that they, up. Oh, okay. But they have, <laughs> they, but they have great but, cherries here. <laughs> yeah, the Okanagan, they're known for their fruits. And I mean, that's where they have those like really awesome wineries and things. And uh, true. I agree. They do have some, they produce some mean cherries. I don't know about Osoyoos <laughs> directly, but the Okanagan in general. And listen, and peaches, because coming from <laughs> the U.S., particularly the West Coast, our fruit's garbage. <laughs> and when I came here, I remember, I seriously, I can remember, this is one of my first Canadian memories, was biting into a peach, closing my eyes, and just, just <laughs> having this thought, oh, this is what a peach is supposed to taste right, like. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was life-changing. I think I teared up. I teared up. <laughs> I have seen the mountaintop. <laughs> His face shone with the glory of the peaches. That's amazing. Uh, Man, you you should have. Now I got to tell Jasmine that because the moment we moved to BC, it was like we're trying to drive places and she would always be like, oh, babe, fresh berries. Oh, fresh strawberries. Oh, fresh. I'm like, I'm on the highway. I can't just like slam (laughs) on the brakes, go over like a divider and get you cherries. And she's like, well, is there a U-turn? I'm like, I'm on the one. Like, that's for emergency vehicles. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know, it, BC really does have some really awesome places for that sort of thing. I mean, even just in my own neck of the woods back in Abbotsford, because I used to just live down the hill from the church where I used to attend, and I would walk up the hill from there, and there was just like blackberry bushes everywhere. And oh, that's my by backyard. the time you hit like, <laughs> yeah, like hit august you can just pick that it's truly like the promised land and i to this day i can't imagine like i can't quite figure out why i decided to move out this way you know (laughs) minus 40 you guys should have like you know you know we got the you pick but you could have like i don't know like you pump gas or something (laughs) no they got the you freeze (laughs) (laughs) that's right you freeze Oh, just that's so shove good. a spigot into the ground and just start pumping, <laughs> yeah. pumping oil. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. These, uh, man, the price is oil right now. I'm all for it. Right, right. But yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, guys, this is this is a big deal today. It's a big deal. We got mm-hmm. a big day. Welcome to the 400th AC podcast episode. Super, super exciting. I'm I'm honored to to be here. I think I think when I started, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, I think it was almost 
365 or something like that. I don't Somewhere even remember. There. Well, I, I think it was a little earlier than that. But yeah, you, you came in. I remember it was right around when we had episodes on like not too long after Hurricane Dorian stuff, I think. You know, right. why Hurricane Dorian? And then not too long after that, you came along, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Listen, I got I got to I got to tell I got to tell a Troy story here that is just classic and this this encapsulates in my opinion podcasting. <laughs> and and that is, you know, when when Troy came on, we were excited to have him and he's excited to be a part of a podcasting and, and we we said like, "Okay, this is a podcast we do every week." And he's like, "No, no, no, that's great. That's great." And you know, I what, what was it, Troy? Was it like week 3? you're you know we're going into week four right and you're like so um are we are we gonna take a break this uh this this week and you know it's like no man like this train's going every every week because it's weird right like mm-hmm. i think a human being has you know three podcasts in them but yeah. you know once you you know what or at least maybe maybe you got six right but after that you you just you you're like okay what what are we gonna talk on and I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why a lot of podcasts just fizzle out. They die because, you know, somebody's like, oh, I, I got something to say. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe for three, four, five, six episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the longevity of it's difficult. That was super mm-hmm. daunting. I won't lie. I was like, okay, all right. You know, the idea of it is like, oh, man, a weekly podcast. Because all the podcasts I listen to, they're just, they'll record a whole bunch in, you know, over a week span. And then they'll just like release them and it'll be, it'll be like Mm -hmm. 10 episodes for season one or whatever. And that's what, that's entirely what I was used to. But when Andy was like, yeah, no, every week, I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? And then every (laughs) week started becoming every week. And I was like, oh, okay. So every week, yeah, every week. Okay. What are we going to talk about this week? (laughs) Um, Well, there's this like, okay. Every week, and it just was, this, yeah. but you know, uh, looking looking back on it now, it's actually been um, it, it's been so healthy for me because it actually has me listening um, to what's kind of going on in culture differently. Right? It's not always just some cool hot button topic, but really something that you can actually glean from and squeeze the juice out of a little bit, right? Because I think sometimes yeah. you naturally want to just hop on a, a pop culture bandwagon. But I think what I've, I've kind of learned from you guys specifically is the timing is just as important as the context. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and that does something in terms of your alertness to what's going on around you mm-hmm. because it kind of forces you to jump on it. Right. So you have to kind of keep an eye out and see what everybody else is talking about. Cause that, cause that gives us an idea as to, what's important to the people that are listening that will be listening to the podcast and those kinds of things. And I think one of the blessings of this podcast for me has been um, actually getting more engaged in the cultural issues from a Christian Mm. perspective. Cause I used to be pretty like apathetic, just kind of coasting along, you know, everything will just will pan out kind of a, kind of an attitude. Um, It was actually through the podcast that I started getting more and more intentional about, okay, this is something that I really, I need to um, think about and speak somewhat coherently on to other people. And so, yeah, this has been really good for me too. Do do you know what's 
been interesting about doing this podcast over, I don't know, what is it, eight, nine years, you know, four, 400 episodes. You know, I remember where we would be checking all of these news agencies and we had many different subscriptions to different magazines as we're trying to mine for what's going on in culture, what should we be talking about? And I, I remember distinctly, you know, where Steve, myself, others were, were talking and going, man, what I'm seeing in the news has, has, has shifted over these years. And, mm. you know, just watching the polarization in, in uh, media, watching as just the agenda uh, was just being ramped up more mm. and more, where before it maybe was kind of subversive, where now it was just blatant that this news agency is, you know, has this sort of, this sort of agenda. Cause I remember there's one moment we're podcasting and I was like, guys, when I hop on these different news agencies, it's, it's like, I'm jumping into a different galaxy. It's like, I'm going right. to a different universe mm -hmm. here. Like, like what's happening, what's happening and what's being talked about. I mean, they're, they're not, they're not even overlapping yeah. uh, mm -hmm. at all. Which which yeah. was really fascinating. And I don't know if you guys saw this recently, but there has been a number of studies that have uh, come out recently about people's trust level in the news. Mm. Uh, and a couple a couple years ago, that you know the the trust level came out, and they were showing different uh, rankings in uh, different you know different countries where they where they ranked on you know how you know trusting they were of of the media and. Of course, the United States was at was at the lowest, uh, and and you know even you know even there you know it was something like forty percent at that at that time, uh, you know or thirty or I'd have to grab the exact figure you know was mm -hmm. was trusting the news which even then I thought that was staggering but but a new uh, a poll just came out and and pretty much it's it's like listen it's it's pretty well at zero. Like, like the, the trust level in the media has hit rock bottom yeah. where there is, there's no trust anymore because of that polarization and how blatant it became, which I, I think creates a really, has really, and I'm curious, you know, how you guys have felt about this, but it, it makes podcasting challenging because yeah. you got to do a lot of heavy lifting. You got to constantly be asking yourself what what agenda is is this particular agency coming at this story with and is this story that they're presenting even newsworthy or are they just right. presenting on on this because it furthers whatever agenda that they have yeah yeah and the thing that really stands out to me which you're you kind of mentioned already too Andy is the the level right it's, it's there was a trajectory over the last you know 8 years or so that we've been doing this um, it's not just like the the trust level um, on our media has been just consistently low. There was a certain kind of the polarization and our lack of trust in the media. There was a certain direction or trajectory, and it seems to be getting worse and worse. And for for myself, when I look through some of these articles, I just always have this vague sense of, hey, listen, it's kind of like, you know, me. Yeah, give me a philosophical argument. I'll take it up. I'll put it back together. I can do that a little bit. But when it comes to cars, I know next to nothing. 
So whenever I go to like a car, like a mechanic shop, I have this vague sense that I'm getting ripped off. You know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't care how honest this guy into. is. Yeah, you know, it's almost like me going to like this one comedian. He's like, yeah, when it's it's almost like when guys go to Bed Bath and Beyond. You know, they they get the sense that they're getting ripped off or or something like that, right? Because they don't yeah. know much about this stuff. So it almost feels like that when I read the news, and it it um. It can be just because of the rhetoric, it can be emotionally draining as well. And so there's oh, actually yeah. something of an emotional cost in doing this podcast on some uh, specific cultural issue, right? So because of the polarization and the rhetoric. Oh, yeah. yeah. A couple of years ago, we, like it was depressing. It was actually, we, there were moments. Where we're like, we gotta talk about something else, or we gotta we gotta do something because my soul uh is is withering away here. It needs it mm. needs a break from from this. Yeah, without question, Steve, that was that was challenging. Yeah. Th- I, this kind of brings me to one of the questions I wanna ask. I wanna ask you guys because you've been doing it longer than I have. But if you can recall, um, I'll do my best to f- try and dig it, dig it up if I need to. But I would love to know your favorite. I know there may be multiple that you've enjoyed doing, obviously. Um, your favorite podcast. And then this might be interesting for listeners. The one that you were the that you were the most worried about in the way people potentially respond. I don't want to say like your least favorite in the sense that you didn't enjoy it, but just because you kind of knew, okay, we're gonna get some emails about this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll jump in here with my favorite. And this one. Maybe this is uh, an unfair way of answering the question because technically my favorite one, I don't know if it was actually ever part of the podcast, but it was, it was, uh, it was the genesis of what ultimately started us podcasting. Because when I got into apologetics ministry, it started with doing radio in Los Angeles with apologetics.com. So it was kind of interesting when I came and started Apologetics Canada, I thought, okay, I got to find a radio station that I can, you know, continue to do that aspect of ministry. But radio stations in Canada are very opposed uh, to the talk radio thing. So I was like, okay, that's that's fine. And, uh, and we didn't even have the finances at that point to even fund something like that. So that kind of was just a natural progression towards towards podcasting. But I still wanted to do, you know, different types of of interviews and things. And and that was was I think one of the coolest moments for me in all of this was realizing that I could reach out to authors that I really appreciated and I could ask them if they would do an an interview. And back then we had to get really creative cuz there wasn't the technology like there is now to do this sort of thing. I it would be fun to like take some pictures and to, or just to show the way that I we had to use technology to do an interview uh, back then because we we did it over the phone, uh, not and and then we had a, a line from this device that went into our computers to be able to record the the conversation sort of thing, but now it's now it's so much easier and more and more reliable. But the very first interview I did with was with Michael Behe. And I really appreciated, you know, the books that that he wrote, um, particularly, you know, Darwin's Black Box, and I believe the other book was called The Edge of Evolution. And so, getting on the phone, you know, and talking 
with these authors, but that was the first one. Uh, that one was very cool and also was kind of a light bulb moment going, hey, these authors will actually <laughs> talk to us about, yeah. about their books. And this is great content for people that are uh, interested. Mm. Mm. Uh, for me, the one that sticks out the most, it was when a number of years ago, we actually invited a coroner from New Hampshire. This was right around the time when there was all the um, uh, the fentanyl overdose crisis was really kind of being highlighted at the time. And he was just getting flooded so much so that he was just, he didn't have enough manpower, enough hours in the, in the day to process everyone because he was busy just trying to keep up with people who were ODing from fentanyl and carfentanil as it is. So he didn't really have time to get into like people who come in because of a car accident or, or anything like that. And he was just really burning out. Um, and I, I remember that being, I mean, it, it was um, when we invite guests on our show to, uh, to do this, like we, sometimes it's just kind of like a shot in the dark, right? Like it's, it's some, some people seem more sort of within reach than others. And this one, Dr. Thomas Andrew, he definitely seemed like somebody who was like way out there. It's a bit of a shot in the dark, but when we reached out to him, he graciously accepted the invitation. He came on the show and we talked about all of that. And so that was, that was really one of the more memorable ones I I'd say. Nice. I think for me, um, I've enjoyed obviously a lot of them, um, but so some of the ones that stick out for me, um, probably in my favorites was uh, the conversation we did about deconstruction. That one was, mm. um, I think there was just yeah. a lot in that for me personally, and yeah. it just spoke to a lot of areas that for my, especially some of the people that I was around at the, you know, at the time, or they were in that space at that time. And it was just, it actually charged my compassion which is really interesting. Mm. Um, what it, what a lot of these podcasts have done for me, and I don't know what, if it's done this, well, I imagine this has done this for listeners or, or you guys, but it just charges this whole other component of, of, you know, your nature that you may not have been expecting. Cause I think sometimes people come on podcasts to gain yeah. information, right? They just want to give off information and da, 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 da. But the beautiful thing about, I really find with our intentionality with the AC podcast is sometimes I walk away I, some, some days I walk away repenting, you know, I walk away asking the Lord for forgiveness or sometimes mm -hmm. I walk away and I have a praise break. Cause I'm like, wow, God, like you're really doing it in this area of the world. You're really doing this in this person's life. And it's so exciting for me, um, to, to, to see that. And so that, that deconstruction episode, um, definitely has stuck with me as, as being one of my favorites. Do you know, it's interesting on that note, uh, Troy, because we did, a deconstruction series that that was really interesting to me because I was talking with this uh, police officer and he was telling me about this podcast that was done by Rhett and Link about their deconstruction story. And, and he was actually just yeah. warning me about the thing saying, man, don't even listen to it. It's so depressing and, and it'll just, it'll just, you know, hurt your faith sort of thing. And mm. I was like, Man, that's a perfect podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right? So we listened to both of these guys' deconstruction story and talked about it. And 
man, the number of people we heard from, including the, that police officer who then listened to the show and said, man, that was, that was so helpful to have somebody, you know, kind of walk with me through, through that and trying to understand and to, to come, you know, to be able to process somebody's deconstruction story without it uh, destroying my faith. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, I say that because it's kind of interesting to see how some of these podcasts come about and the sort of things that we've talked on and, and dealt with over the years uh, has, has often been from our interactions with different people of what, what we should talk about. And I think that's important to note. I think that's really important to mm-hmm. note for the listeners that the, like a lot of these podcasts, I mean, sometimes we have them planned months in advance in va- ad- Sometimes we have them planned months in advance or a couple of weeks in advance or whatever, but oftentimes it's, it is literally, and not to over-spiritualize, but literally it's sometimes the Holy Spirit is just compelling one of us. Like we need to talk about this. And yeah. I think the yeah. beauty of, of, AC and the culture we're trying to create of unity and sustain that culture is it's trusting each other with that, you know? And, and we've had moments where we've made, like, I have this really great burning idea for a podcast and like, okay, great. And then you'd start to really chew it apart and you're like, Hmm, this actually needs to sit with me longer. Or we go and record the podcast and we're like, this was trash, (laughs) but, but, (laughs) but listeners, like you really got to know, like, the, the beautiful thing about that is is the Lord is constantly showing us the importance of us stewarding this. Like, so nothing is just willy nilly. Nothing is is just like, oh, we'll take it. Whatever happens, happens. No, like, there's an intentionality um, when we when we hit that enter and submit. You know, Thursday evening for it to go out to you, or if we hit delete and we say we're not going to do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think in all of this. Hopefully what's coming through is that here are a bunch of guys doing things, right? We're, we're human. We're not yeah. necessarily, you know, we're not machines putting these episodes <laughs> out. And we not have, our, like, just like, just like I said, like, yeah, there are some days when the episode is just trash. trash. <laughs> <laughs> and and is like, you know what? Let's just record, re-record this next yep. week or re-record this tomorrow. And and th- these are not things that our listeners and viewers get to hear and see, but these things do happen because we're like, wow, like that, um, you know, for somebody who speaks for a living, you know, like I really botched it or something like that, right? Yeah, there exactly. are some really humbling moments <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're very much human coming into this. Yeah. But this is an important part, I think, of the of the podcast, though, that's been way that's weighed on my mind and heart over the years. And that is our culture has progressively become more and more of a fear based culture uh, in which, particularly as of now, I mean, there are just some topics that are uh, just taboo. There's other topics that, yeah. you know, yeah. you just you just can't, you, you know, just society just pretty much tells you you can't touch this issue you can't talk on this subject and that's been a big aspect of this podcast is where we have to constantly go give us wisdom lord of what we should and shouldn't talk about but lord never should i be afraid yeah. to have these important conversations and so we have done our best to never let culture dictate what we can and can't talk on 
yeah. and making sure that we're continuing to have these important conversations, especially a culture that's just been, you know, continues to be wrapped in, in fear. But mm-hmm. that means, and this kind of comes to your question you were asking, Troy, about, you know, the challenges of, you know, with, with podcasts, is that it means there have been times that we have waded into some, some deep waters. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and, and I want to, I hope listeners can appreciate this. When we go into those difficult topics, and one, you know, that comes to my mind was COVID when we talked about COVID. And I remember yes. people reached out to us and said, you guys are so brave. You are like, I remember <laughs> we got many emails that said, yeah, yeah. you are the only ministry that we have heard that is talking uh, on this and doing so in a gentle and compassionate way. Uh, mm, and so there were lots of people too that, that disagreed with us mm-hmm. and said, I, I, didn't, I didn't like your conclusions but I appreciated that you had the conversation. Yeah. And, and that was always on my mind. Like, listen, I, I'm not claiming to be the wisest person here, but I am claiming to, to love Jesus, and I am claiming to be willing to start, have this conversation so that we can at least be talking about these things and not continuing to buy into the silence in a culture of fear and oppression that says you can't have this conversation. On that note, just to piggyback off of what you're saying, Andy, one of the things that's really important to us, I think, is the um, audience participation kind of thing. Like it, it does um, give us a better kind of a an understanding and better perspective where we're at with the podcast when you, the listeners and the viewers, reach out to us and give us feedback. Um, mm-hmm. And like, like you said, some, some feedback, you know, it, we, the <laughs> feedback that we receive are mostly positive, but there are also plenty that, you know, especially on a more contentious issue, people write in and they disagree with us. But one thing that I've really appreciated is the people, even those who disagree with, with us, they express their views very politely Right yeah. with charity. We, yes, we have never things. we have never had hate email. Yeah, in no. our um, nine years, I can't think of a single moment that we've received hate email. Yeah, yeah. and so that I really appreciate our, our listeners for reaching out to us, even in moments of disagreements, to do that with charity and gentleness. Really appreciate that, and I I do find that a lot of the comments actually have to do with the fact that our listeners appreciate that we're a Canadian <laughs> organization, right? We do this podcast from a, a Canadian perspective. Yeah, we'll speak on issues, you know, from the UK or the US or whatever it might be. Um, but we are based in Canada and we speak on issues that have to do with what Canadians are interested in, which I also find that a lot of our US listeners also find very interesting because. A lot of them see it as okay. This is what's coming down um, culturally, you know that sort of thing. And so, yeah, let me make a, a comment about that, guys, because I think this is very interesting. As many of you know, I just got back from a epic ministry trip in Romania, where I got worked like a dog for the Lord, which is great. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was it. Was borderline abusive, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we, you know, we 
we had lots of great ministry. But one of the things that came out of that that I thought was so fascinating is this this shift that has happened where, you know, for myself, originally as an American, having come to Canada, there was very much this idea of a hierarchy where we would think, and, and it was very much spoken, that uh, United States was kind of the furthest away from secularism. Then, then you had Canada, and then you had Europe leading the charge. So, you know, the Europeans— if you, so in other words, if you're in the United States and you want to know what the future looks like, you look to Canada. And if you're in Canada and you want to know what the future looks like, you look to Europe. That has shifted. Now, as I'm spending more time in Europe and talking with Europeans, they the perspective is very much the Europeans saying, if we want to know what the future looks like, we look at Canada. Interesting. And, and I think, I know, I found that very interesting. And I actually think they're correct. When I go when in my time in Europe, uh, and I and I've spent a fair bit there as, as in the last few years, I, I think they're right. I think Canada has progressed in front of them, and and I would say that the United States is is now either on par with with Europe and potentially trying to and potentially further ahead. Actually, so mm. there has been this reversal. I don't know if you guys would agree, but uh, uh, that that's what I see and what I hear from them. See, listen, this is a prime example that if you're really listening to the podcast, sometimes you'll hear what one of our next podcasts is going to be about based on the depth of a rabbit trail <laughs> and how long <laughs> how long we stay on it. Because you remember, I asked, what was your favorite podcast and what was your least favorite? And it's different moments like these where... Uh, it, it's really fun. Like for, it's really, I, I think sometimes I'm a little bit more in this chair sometimes, but we all have our moments, um, where we're always trying to like navigate, okay, how deep do I go into this? Because man, you guys don't even know how interesting this is. And when you really get into this, this, this world, the apologetics world, especially in when, when think pieces like this are involved, it's so easy. We actually work really hard to sometimes dial back because we know that this should be on another podcast. But like, like a good preacher, sometimes you got to go on that trail and then work your way around, take the long way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, or just um, cut this section. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. right. We actually do a lot of that, right? We, we, finished recording a podcast and we were like you know what cut that part out you know like i don't yeah. think people need to hear this or you know there there are lots of those you know for a while there we had you know our own sort of personal collection of bloopers or whatever oh, I, I don't have that anymore but there were some times when we said some pretty dumb things um <laughs> oh yeah all the all the time all the steve time. and the, the the real challenge is trying to get them cut out that's the that's just, but listen <laughs> That's the that's the humility that's involved when you're constantly yes. putting yourself out there because I don't care who you are, I don't care how smart you think you are, you if you talk long enough, you will say something stupid. A hundred percent. This the, like, that's just that's just the way it goes, and I think more people need editors in their life because it is a, a jo- <laughs> the, it is the joy of my life to know. I like we'll be we'll be podcasting, and I'll say something that. Sometimes it may not be controversial, but sometimes it's just like that did not land. And the grace of our team for each other, just like, hmm, that's a really good point. Um, is this what you're saying? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, that's not what I was saying, but that sounds way better than what I was going after. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know my and, you know, one of the things? 
that that's truly challenging with that. I don't know. I'm sure you guys have all had this where you're talking, talking, and all of a sudden you've completely lost yourself. <laughs> and you're like, yep. I don't even make sense to myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then, and then you're just kind of doing this sort of a holding pattern thing, trying to yeah. remember what it, where you were going. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like, and then the longer it goes on, you can, as we do this over Zoom now, you, I can see in the people's glaze. faces when I'm doing this, like the glaze. I was like, oh no, I need to land this now. And I have no idea where I was going with this. When you find yourself for a moment, you're asking, like, wait, did I just go cross-eyed? I think I just went cross-eyed. I actually don't know how I got so relaxed in this moment. But this is this is a, oh, it's so, so much fun for me because I know like be, doing music engineering and those sorts of things, like I, I get paid by other people to hide their imperfections, right? And it's like, right. you come to the AC podcast and and I, I think one of these days we're going to have to just leave, we're going to have to purposely do an unedited version so they can hear the, uh, like the whole, like, you know what? Just cut that out. Or the, um, yeah, we, um, we could call it a uh, naked podcast. The naked podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The naked episode. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll get, when you do that, you'll get all sorts of things. I mean, I remember things like, I mean, I, I still remember when I meant to say Solomon's harem and I said Solomon's Harlem, or, right. you know, Andy was talking about, you know, a, a certain actress getting double mastectomy, but he ended up saying double vasectomy, and that that somehow oh, got left no. in. That wasn't cut out, and actually, a, a listener pointed that out. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, little we had things a like that. Listeners, stuff of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, for real. Especially when you can't, you can't undo that. You, there's no edit button on. on <laughs> yeah. that. So I, I sit with that. That's that. That's a burden that I bear. That podcast still out there. <laughs> we will take that in the in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. um, but hey, yeah, you know, on that question though, Troy, you had asked about you know challenging podcasts. Yeah, I I think one of the things that you know I'd say the two podcasts that I would say were quite challenging was talking on COVID and talking on uh, the Freedom Convoy. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. You know those those were. Uh, definitely some of the more challenging ones. And one of the things that's interesting that that we've experienced as of recent, because we're always trying to talk on things that are, you know, cultural and in the moment. I mean, because I mean, listen, if we were to talk on COVID or the Freedom Convoy now, it, it'd be completely, uh, you know, irrelevant, right? People, and it wouldn't be controversial, but it's in those moments when things are happening, Those that's when it's hot and it's, and it's a, sticky subject to talk on, right? It's a, it's a controversial subject to talk on. But one of the things that's interesting in that that we found is that people would get upset with us about what was said, but not appreciating that the conversation had happened, yeah. you know, at a given point in that, whether it be COVID or the convoy or whatever. So it, it, that's also been an interesting one where we've had to talk to some listeners and be like, hey, listen, I can't, I don't know the future, right? Like I, we're yeah. talking about it in that moment, and I don't know the twists and turns mm-hmm. that this story is going to take. I'm just talking about where it's at right now when this gets recorded. And especially with the Freedom Convoy, like we're recording on Wednesday. And so by the time you're hearing it Friday, 
and 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 how much news like the way the news breaks out often it breaks out on Fridays and Mondays usually because that's that's mm-hmm. where it's the most hot button and so for us by the time we've released you know the 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 story like i said the story could have taken a whole other turn and for us like we 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 try and give a caveat we try and give a disclaimer of listen we are recording this on Wednesday of this day by the time this comes out you're hearing it Friday or you're hearing it later but this is when we recorded it so anything that happens after we were unaware of but i think with respect to like for me that was probably the most uh i i wouldn't say the hardest to record because we had lots to say but I think that the, where the real challenge comes up is that is that apologetics world is doing it with gentleness and respect, but also being ready for even though that we did this, we pursued gentleness and respect. That doesn't mean that people are going to return that in kind. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what comes back for us and the important and why we're constantly, you know, communicating as a team and having each other's back is because naturally that'll make a person want to shy away. That'll make a person not want to do a podcast, you know, maybe you're someone out there who's been wanting to do a podcast. Like we'll say this all the time. We've said it on many different episodes, be ready for the pushback. Like d- you mm-hmm. can't just hop mm-hmm. on these things and assume that no one's going to hear it. We don't know. Like the freedom convoy to this day was one of our most listened to podcasts and it still gets traction. Mm-hmm. We still get comments from people that are just catching up with that, listening to that podcast. And you know, you, you and you have to be ready and willing and have a little bit of resolve in your heart that said, you know what, I did this the best way I thought possible and continue moving forward. Yeah. And there's only so much, um, there are only so many disclaimers that you can put out there too, right? I find yeah. that I have to, it, sometimes when I t- want to talk on something, I I know it's going to be controversial. So I have to put in a caveat or put out a disclaimer, yeah. those kinds of things. But then there are like four or five, six different disclaimers that I could put out there for any <laughs> given controversial thing that I'm about to say. But if I do that, it, it's also um, managing your communication, right? Because yeah. if I've talked to friends who like to do that, and by the time they get into their third disclaimer, I'm just like, I just just say what it is you're gonna say, yeah, <laughs> right? And to let's it. sort just it out later, it. right? Yeah. And so, so you kind of have to manage that as well. We have to pick and choose the disclaimers that we put out. Yeah. And so, all, all that to say, this is just a. There's no foolproof way of doing this, right? So you kind of have to take the risk and just say what's on your mind and let the chips fall where they may. And yeah, yeah that that can be greatly encouraging to some people. It can really irk some others, but that's sort of part and parcel with what it is that we're doing here yeah but that that's that was my point steve with regards to you have to ask yourself am i trying to be the smartest person you know am i trying to be the wisest podcast or am i just trying to help christians to have a conversation over something that is being silenced and so that that to me i hope listeners appreciate we we are just trying to break the ice saying hey we can talk about this and still love and love each other as, as the body of Christ. And that's, and I think that's what it should be, right? Like I, I, I know for me when I, for years, like what my Facebook was really known for before I ever came into this apologetics world, apparently I had been having apologetics arguments or discussions. I like it, it's, this is such mm. an interesting thing for me to be a part of AC because 
I had no idea. I was just asking these challenging questions on my Facebook and some you like I could go back into archives of just some days where it's like a hundred comments of people going back and forth and back and forth and trying to discuss things with me. And some people had thought that I was just poking the bear, but and to be fair, sometimes I was absolutely I was <laughs> I was jabbing that grizzly for all it was worth. But there were some days where I was just genuinely I want us to think about this. I want us to ask this question. And the beauty of Facebook is that it's an open forum. Some people would, you know, see my timeline and they would see these non-Christians responding. And then I would DM them later. And I'm like, if we're not here to understand or get a pulse on what the world thinks about our Christian culture, then I think we're doing it wrong because they're the ones we're supposed yeah. to be trying to speak to, you know? Yeah. And, and so, but what the AC podcast has really been for me is, has been a healthier place for me to have these discussions in a more controlled setting, but has also has been really educational for me in that standpoint, because I can hear from like, it's, it's not feeling like I need to be the number one mediator or, or the smartest person in the room e either. And so when people sometimes ask me about my opinion on something, I'm like, listen to the AC podcast, <laughs> I know, yeah. which, which can be nice too. Cause People ask us a question and be like, hey, let me let me point you to this podcast. But Troy, let me just jump on that for a moment because this this often reminds me of why we do what we do. Mm. Because I would say that it's not just, you know, non-Christians that are wrestling with these questions. It is it is the Christians as well within our yeah. churches. And particularly my heart goes for the young adults. Yeah. But but here's just a quick anecdotal story of why we do what we do and why I think this isn't so why this is so important. When I was coming back from Romania, I had a layover in the UK. So we, uh, so I, so my family, for those that were following, I, I took them with me uh, on this trip. And when we were in the UK, uh, we took a 30-minute train out to Cambridge University because I wanted to show my boys and we were walking around and you can do this thing called punting where you hop on a boat and a person kind of, you know, I don't know, it's, it's very picturesque as you're getting you know, pushed along through this river and you're seeing all of this beautiful uh, architecture and the, the, the beauty of the school. At any rate, the, the young man that was, you know, uh, navigating our boat, uh, he and I, you know, got into a conversation because he had asked, you know, is this your first time in Cambridge? And I was like, no, I actually, I spoke at a conference here a couple of years ago. And then he wanted, of course, to know what that was about. And as you know, that leads into what do I do for a living and blah, blah, blah. And and that led into this conversation about faith. And so I, I asked this young man, you know, do you, do you go to church? Do you have faith? And, and he goes, well, that's a, that's a challenging subject for me. He, he said, I, he goes, I grew up in an evangelical church. He said, I grew up in a Baptist church. But he said, but I don't attend anymore. And, and that led into this conversation that he and I began to have. And, and thankfully, I actually have his email and I'm, I'm, I'm following up with him because he was very curious on the things I was talking about when I was in Europe. And, and he just, though, is just such a prime example of hearing his story of a young man growing up in a church that was completely disconnected from culture, not having the conversations that he and his friends and, and peer group were wrestling with, and that ultimately led to him abandoning his church, led to him abandoning his faith. And he's in this place right now where he doesn't know what he believes. 
Mm. And I mean, that's why we exist. I mean, that's that's what we have sought to do is to help churches to stay engaged, to be able to communicate, because that is the key, isn't it? Uh, If you want to communicate the gospel, you have to know the language, but you must know the culture. And and I think this is these those are those cautionary tales that remind me, you know, this is why we do what we do. I'm passionate about why we do it, and I want to be there for these young adults so that they realize and that they have the confidence to know they don't have to leave my faith. My faith is strong, and the community Mm -hmm. that I'm a part of will wrestle with the questions that society continues to thrust at us. That's so good. I think this would be a perfect time, um, unless you had something to quickly add there, Steve, to to just read just a couple of the comments um, and a DM that we received in regards to, you know, what the AC podcast has been like or has been for people. This first one is uh, from M. Clausen. I will save their first name just in case they don't want to be disclosed. This is one of the, the messages they sent us. My move from Canada to the U.S. in August of 2019 ended up happening at a pretty crazy time in our shared cultural shift. Not only did ideologies that were just below the surface come roaring forth, it was as if the pandemic forced everyone to pay attention. In the midst of experiencing my own cultural shock and separation from family and friends, I was facing a crisis of what what do I actually believe about God and can I support it with scripture? The AC podcast and the ACLE have been a place I go to find logical, rational communication about everything I was going through. I had to sift through my own assumptions and recognize how I had allowed culture to form my understanding instead of God's word. Thank you, everyone at AC for holding true to God's word, allowing the Holy Spirit to use you individually and as a team to present a message to the world and Canada that our God is relevant and active in all these things. May Jesus continue to be your center and bless all that you do and say. Yeah. Wow. What That's a great. That one reminds me of a young out I met just uh, a couple months ago at a speaking engagement. Uh, she came up to me after the speaking engagement and, and we get this a lot. Uh, I know you guys get this just as much as I do, but came up to me and said, Hey, listen, I've been listening to the podcast for years and it has and continues to bless my faith mm. it, it, mm-hmm. to help me, you know, navigate these cultural questions and challenges. Yeah. On that note, I, I received a, an email from a listener. Um, and I'll just, I'll, I can't read the whole thing because it's pretty long. So I'll just kind of <laughs> shorten it a little bit. Here's the abridged version. Um, it's this is from i'll just give him i'll just give you his first name his name's jordan jordan says hi i wanted to give your ministry a shout out for actually discussing issues of relevance and importance trying uh to use our christian worldview to best understand issues of today i downloaded several podcasts for a road trip from us to canada i am canadian living in the us right now i finished the podcast on fighting for the conscience of Canada. This resonated with me as I started a career in pharmacy years ago, training and practicing in the US. I listened to the podcast and if I understand correctly, you have raised issues I've been wrestling with for some time. And then he goes on to talk about how it's been really tough uh, being uh, being a medical professional. And he's actually, he says that 
he almost completely is stepping out of pharmacy now because of the burnout related to several things. Um, and so he really appreciates that we we talked about the issues of conscience and those things. And then towards the end, he says, praise God for working in the way he has for when I view life through our Christian worldview. God has humanized me by allowing me to fulfill my purpose of being human through glorifying him. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge difference between being used by society or medicine or pharmacy versus being used by my creator for his purpose, which for his purposes, which are the good. Thanks again for your podcast. That's so that's it's so interesting. Yeah, no, I love I love being able to share these with listeners because it's one of the things I love about when we do these, you know, milestone episodes and get a, you know, share some of what like we we get uh we get this often, whether we're at a speaking engagement, we're hearing from people or we're getting emails. Um I'll just share one. I mean, we, there, there's many that we could that we could share. This one's from Brad. He said, years ago, I was invited to an AC conference and changed my life and has helped me help others, such as my coworkers who asked me hard questions seeking understanding, and even members of my family who are now attending church. I'm so happy I discovered this area of Christianity that lets me address people's stumbling blocks. Mm. Uh, you know, one of the other things, too, I think, that besides, you know, hearing people um, that have appreciated the podcast is we often too, where I'll meet people who came to faith through this ministry. Yeah. And I think, I think those are the ones as well, you know, of course people staying in the faith, but then, you know, you meet these people who, you know, came to faith or recommitted their life through, uh, this ministry that has been, you know, such a blessing is what keeps us going. Yeah. 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 The, 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 the very, very, very encouraging. Um, I'll just I'll just share this last one here um, from this someone on our Instagram, um, L. Laurie. Um, Thanks to the apologetics conference and podcast, I found confidence and a voice to share Jesus in a meaningful way with the people around me. Also, Andy made my brain hurt, but in a good way. <laughs> I'm with you, Lori. I'm with you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. um, Let me just, let me just share one other quick one. Uh, Again, like I said, there's just so many we could share, but I was, when I was in uh, Romania this, this last month, uh, I met, uh, this, this is how often we encounter these sorts of things. But I met a guy at dinner uh, that was from Canada and he's like, Hey, he goes, I, I know you. And I'm like, oh, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, <laughs> <Wow>. my daughter, <laughs> ha- my daughter had an apologetics class uh, with you uh, that had a, a, a huge impact uh, on her, hmm. and and is continuing in, in that in that education. And and to me, again, you know, these sorts of stories are are so encouraging. I, I will say this uh, that because one of the things that that uh, maybe as a tangent, I don't know, but as a challenge for us is, man, would we love to see more females uh, in, yeah. in the area of apologetics, particularly in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've met with some actually recently that we are mentoring. Mm-hmm. And if there are any more out there, please, uh, you know, avail yourself to us. We would love to, to help get you into the conversation. There's just such a need in Canada for female voices. Absolutely. Uh, so, Sometimes I worry that that you know listeners are like, why don't they have more females you know participating? But it's, it's, sadly, it's a lot more challenging than you would think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it definitely is, and 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 it's also the which is and if we're, like if I if I'm being fully honest, um, I think I speak on behalf of the team. If I don't, then I'm gonna just cut this out. But uh, <laughs> but one of, one of the things that we we don't want to do with AC is we also don't want to just tokenize the female voice, right? So. Yes. We, you know, and I've shared this with um, with someone else that we've been speaking with who's been um, kind of helping out with some of the things that AC does is we don't need a female just to speak on female, quote unquote, female issues or, you know, female conversations. It's AC needs the female voice across the board, like, period. And we found this at different events and initiatives that we've done when, um, you know, we've had we've had some women speak up on a topic or something that just for whatever reason, because of her her demographic, because of her background, it was something we were not thinking about. But what it did was some of the other, you know, ladies that we had in the room, they had the confidence to then speak up and share and 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 add to the conversation and it was something that we hadn't considered. And that's exactly what Andy's saying is we we need that. We're not sitting here as a as a as an all boys club, you know, a he-man woman haters club or something. It's <laughs> um but we're not naive to the fact that, you know, a lot of the ministry in general, I would say, church in general is often very uh male is is often very male led and there's some you know, uh, arguments and discussions you can have behind that, that maybe is for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it's not, it's definitely something that we, we are hoping for and desiring in the future for sure. Uh, there's, there's just such a, there's just such a need to it. I guess that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why that story really resonates with me. Cause I, I appreciate seeing that, um, with, with female voices, um, wanting to, to continue in that now, listen, and and this is a good. This would be a good podcast for another episode because my twenty years in ministry, I had just seen this in church after church that that there is just there is just such a need for the female voice. Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us for the AC podcast. It has been a privilege to get to serve in this capacity. Four hundred episodes. I pray that they have blessed and encouraged you. I I do just want to send a big shout out to all of you who support our ministry. We could not do what we do. We could not be the voice in Canada and more and more you know, globally that we've been able to do without your help. So thank you for participating in this ministry, and please know that it has and continues to make a huge impact in Canada and the world. Let's don't stop. Let's continue to build Jesus's kingdom to the day he comes back. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. As always, we pray you are challenged and encouraged. Again, this was us celebrating our 400th episode. And quite honestly, like Andy said, we couldn't do without you, the listener. So make sure you share, make sure you like and subscribe to the AC Podcast and all your favorite streaming platforms and share it with a friend. If this ministry has helped you in any way, spread the love. And as always, interact with us on social media. We love to hear from you. We love your testimonies. We love seeing the DMs and the different comments in our stories of people that have been impacted by the AC podcast. But till next time, love God, love people. Bye for now.